Welcome to the Two Fat Brokers Podcasts. I'm Ben from Abu Dhabi. Barney from Dubai. Today we're going to be talking about payment plans. Obviously in the off-plan market, uh, it's obviously uh, the off-plan market's being a little bit uh, tricky for developers at the moment. So they're working on ways to get people back to, um, to buying off-plan. And one of the powerful tools at their disposal are payment plans. If someone can get a good payment plan out there, um, they're more likely to sell the product. So what are these payment plans? What do they really mean? Which ones are good? Which ones aren't good? What should you try and look for? Um, it's what we're going to be discussing today. So uh, we could go through the boring ones first, but we thought flip it around and kind of do some of the interesting ones first up and then come to the sort of more vanilla ones later on. So we're going to start with post handover payment, payment plans. plans. I think they've been doing them for a couple of years now. Um, they have gone all the way up to eight years post handover payment. Um, I have heard that of the great white rhino that is a 10 year post payment, uh, post wow. handover payment, but I, I don't know. It's who like a unicorn. Is. It is like <clears throat> a unicorn. Um, I was going to make a joke. There's a stick stuck on a horse, on a horse's head. Um, but I, I don't know. It was a, was a, I think it was a rumor, but eight year post, post handover payment plan is, um, is a big one. They tend to be around five years. Mm. Um, that's really where, where I think you'll find most of the developers are doing now. And um, they've obviously done their maths and decided that they can afford to bankroll. Um, they're, well, they're so, so, so what is it? What's a post handover? A post handover payment plan is when you pay a certain amount, receive the keys of your unit, and then pay the remaining amount over X amount of years after you have taken the keys for your property. Do you get a title deed? No, you will not get a title deed until you have paid the full amount. Um, you will also obviously have had to have paid your Okud fee, which is a, a pre-handover um, registration fee, and that's how you'll get your Ijaris. Do you get an Okud title deed? No, you get an Okud receipt. Okud receipt. So your Okud receipt is, the, is proof that you paid your 4%, property registration, which you will need for your Ajari to connect mm. your Diwa um, and your do and things like that. So what are you generally seeing in terms of, so on handover, what Sorry, do what people have about? to... You don't need an Ajari for that. You, you'll need your 4% accrued for your Ajari if you're going to lease it, which they will then need to get there, there to. You will just need your 4% accrued to get your Diwa and everything connected. Okay. So, so what are you seeing in terms of the amount that people have to pay on handover? Are we, are we still talking 25%? Is it, is it 30, 40? It varies hugely. Yeah. It varies hugely. There is no hard and fast uh, rule. Uh, yeah. It okay. Varies hugely. So, so, let's, so let's say um, for, for ease of reference, uh, you've got to pay 30% on handover. So mm. you've got 70% left to pay over seven years, 10%, 10, percent, 10 a year. So, so this basically means that you don't have to go to a bank to get a mortgage. That's it is an interest-free short-term property loan. Yes. Well, short-term, I mean, seven years, ten years. It's, you know, short-term for a mortgage. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You can get mortgages for those shorter terms. So, um, in terms of the benefits to a buyer, as against the negatives, uh, what, what are they? Uh, the benefits are that um, we have a, a, a large proportion of buyers here in Dubai like to buy outright in cash. Um, it is very well, as far as I'm aware, it's very much a, a Middle Eastern thing where people like to buy in cash. They do not really like mortgages. This gives them the opportunity to buy in cash over a longer period of time. It also means 
once it's handed over and you've leased it out, you can then use the rent to help you pay those final payments. Hmm. Yeah, and so I guess the the negative in terms of a buyer uh, from a buyer's perspective is your payments are going to be a lot fatter than oh, sorry, a mortgage. Yes. Yeah, I mean your your lump sum payments will be um, will be yeah, mm. will be much bigger than you know than a a mortgage over twenty five years, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be much bigger, but it'll all, it'll basically all be principal it will instead all be of principal, there's no, because there's yeah, no interest, no yeah. interest at all. Yeah. So these things would suit what kind of people? People with a lot of disposable income? No, they would they would suit investors. Um, I mean, if you've got a lot of disposable income, many investors buy cash. Yeah, yeah. most, 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 most. It's unusual. Um, like I say, in Dubai, there's a huge amount of people that buy just cash. <clears throat> they don't like to be leveraged against the bank. They like to have complete control over their money. So if they need to liquidate it quickly, they can at their own, at their whatever level they want to. Okay. Um, you know, and also it means that if they, if the property is vacant for any period of time, they don't have a bank breathing over their neck. So they believe it gives them a little bit of extra time to try and get that extra rental premium. Okay. So, so it would, it would suit someone who's got, because, so, so let's say um, you've got, uh, your average um, gross yield on a property is about 7%. Mm. Let's, let, let's say, for example. So um, if you're going to be paying, you know, on, on a short term, so some people are offering like that's three, three year post handover payment plans, you're going to have to come up with 25% a year. I mean, that's a huge chunk. Huge. But the longer, longer post handover payment plans are more attractive because you've got the smaller chunks. So you can rent the property out, get your 7% yield, and then use that 7% to pay a good chunk of. Um, what your post handover payment plan is requiring of you. Correct. Yeah. So then, right. but as a as a as an investor, you're still going to have to pay money in, but you know everything that you pay in is all principles all being paid off. You'll find obviously the, that uh, that potentially people are buying more units because they have that uh, that payment plan which eases the burden. Mm. Also, they understand that they'll be getting a, a an income from the moment it's handed over. So they can actually do their maths. And, and as we mentioned in a previous podcast, if you're buying in the first phases of launches, you're buying for less than what the market price would it be for a finished unit. And then you're paying even less from your pocket because you have a tenant helping you with those final payments. So it, from, a, from an investor's perspective, you know, their, their, their uh, gross price for the property is coming down and down and down and down. Mm. From their own pocket. Well, that should should be noted. Um, people are using really attractive payment plans to get people to buy their product, which means that mm. one of two things: either there's not many buyers in the market, or their product is being sold at a slight premium. So you might be paying a little bit more for yep. this post handover payment plan than you would if you were just going to put 100 percent down cash to, or 25, 75. Or people are prepared like to pay slightly higher premiums for a property over a long period of time. So that's I guess that's it, yeah. how the developers build in their interest. It's an interest-free mm. loan, but it isn't really interest-free because it's built into the price. Yeah, and for a developer, this is attractive because obviously people, um, if people don't want to go to the banks, it's a, it's a way to, for them to buy with less cash. Um, for developers, it's it's unattractive because it means they don't sell their building for the five or seven years where they, where they don't sell it in, in its entirety and the developer will still have to be paying interest. Now, a development loan is probably about 6% unless you're a very, very well-known well and well-liked developer. But once the building's handed over, the developer can probably borrow at a cheaper rate than individuals. So this is quite a nice way of a developer using its power to then pass that benefit on to individuals at borrowing at a lower rate than those people would get it as a, in a residential mortgage. So yes. posit positives for the developer, but 
if you're a developer who just wants to get your BCC and then never touch the property again, you know, it's not going to work for you. Yeah, all true. Right. Uh, number two, guaranteed return. So this is the, this is where um, you're getting an off-plan property or even actually a built property, and the developer says, we guarantee this amount of yield for this amount of years. Be warned is my, Be warned. First, my first word of advice Warning. on that. Be warned. Um, personally, and I know this to be true with a lot of my clients, they're not overly enthused about getting into bed with the developer unless they're guaranteed return is guaranteed by a bank um, for various different reasons. You know, that if, if, if they end up not being able to fulfill their obligations to you as, as part of the guarantee, it's very difficult to hold their feet to the fire to actually make sure that they do pay you. I mean, you're and taking a credit not, risk on a developer. Yeah, they're, if they're not making their payments to you, it means that they mm. haven't got the money to be making them and therefore getting the money from them is going to be a very difficult thing. Your developer does want to pay you. He does want to have that name in the market and he does want to be considered to be the kind of guy that can deliver on his promises. But if he can't, it means, or if he won't, it means he can't. Cash flow. Well, do you ever get the situation where you buy and so there's, they're guaranteed for three years and they give you three checks when you buy? We have products like that at 8% at the moment. Right. With uh, eight years, 8%, and they'll give you all the checks for eight years in advance. But that doesn't mean anything if those checks start bouncing. <laughs> that is true. And and do you normally see this as a, a, a gross yield or a net yield? Gross, uh, net yield. Net, wow, that's done. amazing. Yeah. If you because if you're doing it gross and the developer has control over the service charges, exactly. they can yeah, claw yeah. back a bit net. there. Yeah. It's be net. And in uh, this kind of payment plan, what what kind of deposit are you expecting? Is this a twenty five percent on handover, and then that's fine, or are they looking for more like these 40, are already 50, the, the, the opportunities all cash we've got are on ready. We I don't know well, how much would you have to pay, or would you finance it? You pay the full amount, and then they. Okay. So it's, it's predominantly done in hotel. Of it's not post handover. Yeah, 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 it's predominantly okay. done in in, uh, in hotel transactions, mm -hmm. whereby they, the the operator knows that they can lease out the units, make a, a percentage on top, and then guarantee the rest back to you. Mm. So, from a from a buyer's perspective, guaranteed return if you can get a mortgage on it is incredibly good, because if you can borrow from a bank at four percent. And you'll get a guaranteed return at eight percent. Um, your your leverage return is going to be up by 10, 11, 12 percent return guaranteed over a certain amount of time. So how does that work? Well, you're only putting twenty five percent down oh, cash. Of course, on the deposit. You're, bo you're Sorry, borrowing the other seventy five percent. So your leverage return, you know, would be huge. So guaranteed return. The camera four percent can be. You've gone ten or twelve percent. I'm looking at uh, because I was leverage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, borrow at four percent. Uh, mortgages at the moment, um, the probably the cheapest one you can get is probably about 3.8 on a residential mortgage. For two years. 25, yeah, guaranteed for two yeah. years, yeah. yeah. Uh, so guarantee return can be massive if you can if you can leverage yourself. But we're talking about payment plans. Well, a guarantee return is is a, is something that people offer you, I guess, to, to buy their off-hand product. I don't know of anybody in Dubai who is offering guaranteed returns and a post-handover payment plan. No, I think that's fair. That, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. I might even buy one of those. Whoa. All right, so <laughs> uh, number three, rent to own. Rent to own is something we don't see a huge amount of in Dubai. It is mm -hmm. a good idea. It is something I've known to be championed by the, by the UK government. 
Um, it is something I don't know a huge amount here, but I do know it is something that is coming to the forefront. Now, rent to own, ladies and gentlemen, is when they take a percentage of your lease amount and they put it towards a deposit to finally own the unit that you are leasing. Mm. I hope I've explained that. Clearly. Yeah, so so in an off-plan off context, you'd, you'd, you'd make your payments off-plan, and then when it comes time to uh, hand over the unit, you don't get a mortgage. You basically move into it as a tenant, and then your rent then goes towards the amount of, of equity in the, pro in the product, or a portion of your rent, however much it is. Yeah. So it's, a, it's actually a lot like post-handover payment plan, I guess. But I think for a longer period of time, right? Um, no, uh, often shorter because what, what they're trying to get you to do is, so there's in the ideal way you put down, let's say over, over the off plan, you'd only put down 10%. So you don't have 10% in it once you moved which is in. Your deposit, yeah, right? which is your deposit. Yeah, but 10% is not enough. So what you then do is move in for three years, adding 5% to that over the next three years. Yeah. Then you'd be in a position to mortgage it, then you mortgage it. Okay, so it isn't for the full amount, it's just until you paid your deposit. No, so 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 rent to own. They're basically trying to get you in there on a, on a low amount, yeah, uh, because you don't you don't have a, a big deposit, and uh, and then your rent then builds up your deposit. So for the first three years, let's say you're paying back the for argument's sake the ten percent of deposit that you were short for those three years, is your rent going to be higher than the market rent? And then once you've mortgaged it, you're then obviously your 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 monthly payments will come down, or is it structured in a way that your monthly payments would never really change? It's in line with whatever mortgage you get. That last ten percent you're paying. To no, so so the developer doesn't care about what mortgage you get, and that'll depend on your ability to pay. So the developer will probably um, charge you market or slightly above market. They might even charge you on top of that service charges because that's what the developer is paying. You know. Uh, to, in, in theory, for the upkeep of the building, um, but it'd be structured in such a way that at the end of the three years, you'd have at least twenty-five percent equity in the building, and you can get a mortgage. Mm. So, so that's why the developer sort of then, you know, okay, doesn't doesn't get its hundred percent um, for those three years, but um, you know, it's got someone guaranteed in there to buy it at that time. So they know after service. three years, yeah, and paying the service fees for the building. After three years, they'll be able to sell the whole thing. Yeah. We've had uh, two two of those in Abu Dhabi recently. Well. Um, uh, not at liberty to say. Um, what one of them, <laughs> one of them was over fifteen years. Rent owned over fifteen years. Just for the twenty percent, twenty five percent. No, because then because what they were doing is um, you would it would be a combination post handover plan and rent to own. So your rent would be going towards the equity That's amount until you'd got a hundred percent after. 15 years oh, so okay so it's again yeah. an interest-free 15 year interest-free 15 year mortgage yeah but you move in and, p and pay and pay your rent guys so as a bit, they rent to bit, yeah a bit of a post handover plan for 15 years but yeah guys does rents to own and the other one you had options of three years and five years um for the deposit amounts yeah but then uh, i think at the end of the three years you'd have about 35 percent equity and at the end of the five what years what kind of developer can offer a 15 year post handover payment plan Private developer. Yeah, yeah, it was a private developer. Okay. Yeah, and and they were they were requiring a premium on the market price, a significant Percentage premium. How much? Roughly. Um, I would say it was probably depending on the valuation, it would have been maybe a thirty percent premium. What? What's well, over fifteen years? Well, it's over 15 years, right? So you're not paying any interest for 15 years. You are, but it's and you're not really paying any rent because all your rent's going into the... But you're uh, paying a premium of 30%, which is their interest on 
the loan that they're giving you over 15 percent yes. over 15 years. yeah but 30 percent over 15 years is only, it's only two percent 30% over 15 years is 2% two, is two a year. So developers so, act, that's a good point. The developers acting as banks these days. Yeah, because a developer can borrow at a much better rate than you and I, uh, because um, of their, their size and track record, hopefully. So they're then using that power um, to offer us you know, uh, better systems of payment to get a premium on their product. Smart move, kid. Smart move. All right. So now I'm going to move down to slightly more vanilla payment plans. 1090. See much of that? 1090 meaning 10%, you know, to handover, 90% on handover. Not much. Don't really need to go that aggressive mm. in Dubai. Really? No. Okay. No. Seeing a fair bit of that in Abu Dhabi, actually. Uh, so, okay. so, so 1090, we're seeing a fair bit of that in Abu Dhabi because um, obviously it's a kind of low entry point, but it's a bit risky for developers because you've got 10% there and you're asking for someone to, to find the other 15% or 10% if you're a national on handover in cash and then you know finance the, uh, the other 75%. So it looks attractive to buyers, but you've got to be careful that you need that 15% in cash on handover. And the question being, I mean, you know, if you're taking a 1090 mortgage, a 1090 payment plan, why not just pay your 10%, pay them the 10% over whatever time frame they've given, and then finance the rest of it and get a proper mortgage? Well, no, that that, that is it. So, you, so you're paying 10% to handover. No, so it's 10% to handover. Yeah. And then on handover, you need to find the other 90. 75% will be mortgage, 15% oh, will be cash. Oh, 90% not on the payment plan, a project, a, a long-term payment no, plan. No, 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 no. Oh, we're okay. into the more vanilla payment plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not really much of a payment plan. Yeah, it is. 1090. It's a payment plan. Yeah, that's true. Normally, you'd be well, at least 25, 75. When you say payment plans in Dubai now, everybody, auto well, I say everybody, I automatically leap to post handover because it's rife. I mean, there isn't, there isn't a developer now launching anything that doesn't have a post-handover payment plan. You will really? be dead in the water. Dead really? in the water. Absolutely. And what kind of premium do you think they charge for a post-handover plan as against the standard cash plan? I don't know. I wish I did. Oh. It's not something I've looked into. We'll look into that. We'll look into that. Because anyway. uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so another one, 1% uh, a month. See much of that? Yeah, see some of that from the smaller developers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't mention, I'm not allowed to say who the smaller developers are, but uh, it is a great way for them to, to be able to entice people in. It's also a very affordable way to, to buy a house. Very affordable. Um, yeah, we're seeing some of that. Not a huge amount, but definitely some. Yeah, and, uh, and actually it's, uh, it's probably pretty good for the developers as well because they're getting like a regular stream of income mm -hmm. and it's only and it's smaller bites. Obviously, 1% per month is probably still going to be more than a mortgage, um, but um, you'll see a fair bit of it. And then, so, so this and is during also, the handover period, or is it post-handover? People who wouldn't necessarily be able to get a mortgage, like self-employed. So you'd see this post-handover as well as during construction, one percent a month. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I've only ever seen one percent. Well, well, see, see, well, we've seen more of his one percent during the construction phase. So one percent during the construction no, phase for twenty-five months, and then you post-handover from I think it was Danube. I think they've done post-handover one percent a month. Yeah? Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's a bit a bit of a rent tone, I guess, or yeah. or it could be post handover depending many, which way you structure it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're the main ones we see in Abu Dhabi. You seeing anything else in Dubai that we've not covered? No, I mean I think we've covered pretty much all of them. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said to you, the only thing that I think is different from Dubai and Abu Dhabi is that if you are a developer now and you're not offering a post handover payment plan, you're not competing. You know, you are not competing. 
Um, I mean, there's that many people who would rather um, use cash than than a mortgage. I think you said that, right? There's a lot of cash buyers. There's a lot of cash buyers. Yeah, we don't see nearly as many cash buyers in in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I think it's a mindset that's been in Dubai for, I've been here 11 years. It's a mindset that that surprised me at first because I was was working in the real estate market, the property market in the, the UK for 10 years before that, and no one bought cash. I think in 10 years, I probably sold two two properties cash. Yeah. And then I came here and everything was cash. Finance is viewed in a very different way here in Dubai. Mm. Okay, interesting. Well, so handover plans are a, are a huge part of real estate in the UAE, whether it's Dubai or Abu Dhabi. It's a great way for developers to use their own, um, I guess, <laughs> financial power to help buyers it's an encouraging sign for developers as well that they actually have that kind of liquidity within their company that they can afford these kind of handover plans. yeah or, or the relationship with the banks as well mm. um so um yeah look look out for new payment plans uh, near you if you see any let us know we'd love to you know delve into them and, and talk about them hope this podcast has been uh, useful yeah we've been two fat brokers i've been ben from Abu Dhabi. barney from dubai um thank you for being with us see you next time Bye.